Hey, you're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out about what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we experience different foods, the latest technology, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, discover the secrets of civilization, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Vasan Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of our world, all through the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. And COVID has also brought up a whole bunch of questions about um, like what causes what. And I was wondering, how have these methods helped um, during COVID? So, yeah, there's a lot of really important causal questions around COVID, right? Uh, And that includes stuff like, you know, how well do the vaccines work? Do they prevent transmission or just a disease? Uh, How long do they help? Which ones are better than others? Uh, Do the alternative treatments work? Uh, Do the non-pharmaceuticals like interventions like lockdowns and things like, do those work to to reduce transmission? Uh, If you have a gathering, what are the, uh, you know, how much is that going to increase your risk by? Lots and lots of these really important causal questions. Uh, and we, you know, fight and bicker over them endlessly, of course. Um, and in order to sort of solve these problems, right, it, it's it's really tough because you can again imagine why all of these things might be small effects or big effects or or somewhere in between, or maybe have you know countervailing effects where they go in the wrong direction that you expected them to. Uh, and so to sort of settle it, you really need some sort of data for something like this, right? It's really hard to sort of imagine the correct answer of exactly what percentage. Uh, your risk is going to go down by if you get the vaccine or stay in your house or whatever it is. Uh, and so you want to have data. Um, and uh, there have been a number of these sorts of questions that have been helped by these sort of causal inference methods. Uh, obviously, the, the biggest ones are just ones that have come from experiments, things like vaccine trials and things like that, um, which have been very consequential, right? That, and that is a form of, of getting a causal effect, uh, uh, which works pretty well, right? Doing a randomized experiment. Outside of that, um, there have been a number of papers uh, that look at things like what are the effects of lockdowns, looking at uh, the timing of different lockdowns and seeing how that seemed to affect case rates following on from that. Um, Doing these sorts of of studies is a little bit limited, partially because it just takes a while for the data to come out. You know, these sorts of studies where you don't have control over the system, right, you have to wait for somebody else to publish the data. So if you're trying to go fast, 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 as we are in COVID, uh, that sort of limits what you can do. Uh, and also, it can be difficult to sort of work out all the different details. And I'm a little bit skeptical of, of all of the different studies that I've seen so far on what effects lockdowns have. I'm, I'm skeptical of the ones that say that they work really well. I'm skeptical of the ones that say they don't work at all. I'm just skeptical of, of those sorts of studies in general. Um, but one, some things have worked really well. So one example of, a, of a, a paper that's not an experiment that really seems pretty plausible looked at the effects of contact tracing. Uh, so contact tracing, of course, is uh, you have something on your phone, like maybe an app, uh, and if somebody is diagnosed with COVID and you your phone comes near their phone, uh, it pings you. It says, hey, uh, you came in contact with somebody who had COVID. Maybe you should go get tested. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be on a cell phone. It could be, you know, you, somebody got COVID and they ask, who were you around this past week or something like that. So in England, uh, they had this system where they were tracking the uh, contact tracing numbers in an Excel spreadsheet. Now. Excel has a maximum size. You can't have more than a certain number of rows in an Excel spreadsheet. And of course, there's a lot of people being tracked with the contact tracing. And at some point they hit the maximum number of rows. So anybody who 
had their data coming in after that maximum number was reached was not put in the system. So the, this, the contact tracing system randomly missed some people based on whether they happened to just be right before the cutoff or right after. So by comparing these two groups of people, people who just barely made it into the spreadsheet, people who just barely didn't, by complete random accident, you basically have a randomized experiment. Some people randomly were in the contact tracing system. Some people randomly were not. Uh, and uh, they were able to estimate the effectiveness of the contact tracing system on this. How much lower were the COVID rates in the people who managed to, or how much lower were the, were the things like deaths and, and serious disease and how much higher was the catching, uh, catching uh, all the different uh, uh, cases in the people who were in the system versus out of the system. And what they found is that uh, it was a pretty big effect. The contact tracing was fairly effective uh, in England around that time. And that the that the fact the existence of the glitch and the people being left out of the contact tracing system might have ended up with about 1,500 extra people dying uh, or and about 125,000 additional cases. Now, so this is an example of a non-experimental study finding that there is a strong causal effect of this contact tracing. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the numerous and ever-increasing mysteries of our world. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.